Welcome to the Voices in Recovery podcast. Voices in Recovery is produced by Freedom's Path Recovery Society, a registered Canadian charity. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider a donation to Freedom's Path Recovery Society. All donations go directly to assisting Freedom's Path in providing their services free of charge and helps us keep the podcast going. We are grateful for any and all donations. This podcast discusses difficult topics such as childhood abuse, drug and alcohol use, sexuality and sexualized trauma, and more. If you are under the age of 18, please speak with your legal guardian prior to listening. The opinions expressed during the podcast are those of the individual and not those of Voices in Recovery or Freedom's Path or any other organization. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. This podcast is being recorded on the traditional land of the Blackfoot Confederacy. This consists of the Kainai, Pekani, Siksika, and the Blackfeet in the U.S. We acknowledge the Stony Nakoda, which consists of the Bearspaw, Morley, and Chiniki. We acknowledge the Satina, Huradene, and the Métis, Inuit, status and non-status from all of Turtle Island, and those who are visiting. We are all treaty people. So, dude, welcome back. Thanks. Yeah, yeah great what's, to be back. What's life like, bud? Wow, what's life like? Yeah, you got, you got, you have at least an hour, dude. You can have two or three if yeah. you want. But I guess the last time I was on here was like hmm, just almost three years ago, I think. Yeah. yeah so lots. You were in the first batch of people. Then. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's been a long time. Hmm. Where can we start? Where can we start? <laughs> yeah. I, well, we could start by your wedding's coming up this year. Yeah. So getting married in June, finally. Yeah. Um. We were supposed to get married originally last July, mm-hmm. but then, you know, all of COVID happened. Yeah. Um, which is kind of crazy and like, you know, pretty naive, like how it all went down. Cause I mean, you know, we're in March and this is kind of like, I guess a year since this happened. Yeah. Like exactly over a year, just over a year. And we were just like chatting last night around a fire with some friends and then we're just saying like, oh yeah, like I think Tam and her band was supposed to play a show here. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll reschedule really soon, like in a few weeks. And it's yeah, like, we're you know hoping. I mean? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, that's what we thought. Like, you know, like I got laid off from work and I was like, oh, man, like, you know, maybe it'll just be like a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, like, no, like you're going to be laid off for like three months. And then it's like, and then you get like another letter being like, oh, yeah, it's going to be another like couple months. You're like, what the hell? Like, mm. what's going on? And it's like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think like just the be naive of like what COVID was and, mm-hmm. and really, I mean, at the beginning, like I just kind of thought that like, Oh, it's like another like kind of pandemic thing that doesn't really affect us here in like central Canada. Yeah. Like I'm sure I'm like, I, I remember saying, I was like, I'm like, Oh, I'm sure Toronto will get hit bad, but we'll be fine out here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it we're wasn't. like kicking Toronto's ass. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't fine anywhere. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's obviously <clears throat> just been like a, I mean, the last year has just been like, it's been just the crazy roller coaster, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, just having the excitement of planning a wedding and then kind of having that pulled out mm-hmm. from under us. And then like, we were going to do another one in September, but you know, in the planning of that, it just didn't seem like a very smart thing to do. Cause all of our families live pretty much outside the province anyway. So there's a lot of yeah. not, you know, people not being comfortable traveling and, mm-hmm. and all that jazz. Right. So, which on hindsight, it was probably a better decision anyways. Cause yeah. I mean, I witnessed a couple weddings like where I work and you know, it, it was just a very like sterile mm-hmm. environment where people are just kind of sitting around their tables, not mingling. Um, just kind of weird. Like you, something you wouldn't expect from like a wedding experience. Yeah. So, 
Um, well, because so, weddings are kind of notorious for being a little bit more engaging, right? Well, yeah. I mean, you would get up and you know, dance. Of course, and... there'd be like you know the stupid inside jokes and like yeah. all that stuff. But <laughs> yeah, for sure. Of so, anyways, yeah, we're gonna be getting married in uh, in June. Yeah, right on. Um, yeah, so it's like it's like my birthday on Thursday. Friday is like would be like technically nine years since the last time I had a drink. Good for you, man. Yeah, and then. Saturday we get married. <laughs> dude, all in the same week. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. So uh I'll definitely not I'll be able to remember like, you know, the anniversaries and stuff like yeah. that. So Yeah, you will. <laughs> You'll be able to remember it because you also aren't gonna be hammered. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, be I won't be that guy at my own wedding. <laughs> dude, yeah, but that's what we're like at our own shit, right? Like yeah. if we're in our cups, man. There's definitely matter. a few weddings that I was at where I was definitely that guy. Yeah. And, I mean, looking back on it, it's pretty shameful. Like you're just like, mm. oh man, I can't believe I did that last night. Or you know what I mean? Like yeah. or I can't even remember what I did. Most yeah. of the time, right? That's the reality of that. But um, I also kind of think, like, I mean, at the beginning of like the pandemic too, like it was like everything just kind of stopped and slowed down, right? Mm-hmm. Which I mean, for most of us, that's like a really good thing. But it's also yeah. was really challenging, yeah. Because when you're just kind of used, like, I think a lot of people kind of identify with like their work or mm-hmm. their whatever their daily activities are, and then if like yeah. that's all kind of taken away, it's like, well, now what? Exactly. Boredom can set in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I don't know if I talked to you about that, but I was just like, I was like, I had like serious thoughts of drinking. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, no, I'm you really, didn't. Yeah, I was just like, really, like I'm bored, or I'm mm-hmm. just like, I'm like, oh, you know, like maybe like drinking some pills would be okay right now. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I was like, oh, that's weird, but it's yeah. like probably just because like everything like stopped and like I just like you're like, oh, like I gotta like kind of maybe deal with some stuff that I haven't mm-hmm. been like thinking about because I've just been too busy wrapped up in work or well, and, wedding and, and all that stuff. Yeah, and coping mechanisms were taken away, right? Yeah. Like a lot of our the ways we use to cope, especially, you know, being recovering yeah. uh, alcoholics, lots of our coping has to do with each other. Right. Right? And doing things with other people, not necessarily just other alcoholics, but other people. Yeah. Right? Like whether it goes to yoga class or goes mm-hmm. to the gym or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So... Like, I think I, like, I smoked a few cigars, like, mm-hmm. over the, you know, the course of being, like, laid off or whatnot, and I was just, like, a couple times where I was just, like, really stressed, and I was, like, fuck, like, you know what, I'm mm-hmm. just, like, I don't, I'm not a smoker, like, I never really was, like, I did when I drank and yeah. used and whatnot, but, like, yeah, I mean, I, I had some cigars, and I was, like, oh, this is kind of nice, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yeah, um, I think the first time I had one, I was like, I kind of got a bit of a buzz. I don't feel good. Mm. <laughs> I need like, to lay oh down. shit, I'm in trouble. I need to lay down. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to throw up. The cat didn't like how I smelled. <laughs> <laughs> Your cat? Yeah. Oh, she didn't like it? No. Oh, man. I thought so. you were the only one she won't bite. <laughs> she won't. She, well, she bites nice. Mm. <laughs> she bites you nice. Yeah. Anyone else? Not so much. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, and then I think like I was laid off from middle to end of March until like the first week of July. Mm. And then I kind of went, and then I went back to work, um, which was like a very odd experience in itself because, like, you know, we're working in a large kitchen where there's usually a team of 30 people, and then, you know, I was the only person there. Yeah. Like, out of a team of 30, I was the only person there. Um, 
and then you know we brought a couple of other like cooks back to help me um and then it was just kind of the three of us mm-hmm. like you know for uh, up until like the fall until like kind of like the second wave happened and yeah. all the other restrictions and then i was by myself again and then i got laid off again yeah. <laughs> and then i'm back to work what a I'm, roller coaster man yeah and then i'm like and now i'm just like working by myself again <laughs> yeah so it's like yeah it's just like a, it's just really weird it, it's so weird dude how do you how are you finding it working by yourself some days i really enjoy it because i can mm. just like you know, I can just be in my own little world. I can put in podcasts, yeah. like, you know, like I can put in on a podcast and just like go about my work. Mm-hmm. I don't have anyone bugging me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, but there's definitely days where it's really boring. Yeah. <laughs> and lonely. Hey, like a little bit. Yeah. 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 Cause like, I mean, I'm in this big empty kitchen working by myself and like, it's kind of funny. Like, you know, in the last few months or whatever, like people just kind of come into the kitchen. Well, sorry. Hi. Mm-hmm. And I get like, I get startled. I'm just like, Oh shit. Like you scared me because like, yeah. It's just like dead silence in there almost. Like You're a person. <laughs> yeah. It's like <laughs> not the hustle and bustle going on, but um, I mean, it's challenging because I'm, I'm trying to do all the stuff my, by myself, but like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like we're busy, but there's always stuff to do for me, you know, for yeah. me to do, so. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so. Because I've, I've been alone here a lot because I've been the only one working right. for the most part. Like yeah. there's, over the last few months, obviously uh, people have come back. Uh, and there's a minister again, but last year there was a period where there wasn't a minister here. Mm. So I was literally the only person in the building right. most days. And it was, it gets eerie, man. Yeah. As much as I love it, cause I get to get my work done too. Right. And, yeah. and there's, and I do like to talk. So if someone gets me going, I can totally lose an hour. Right. So it's nice when there's no one to get me going and mm-hmm. then I can just kind of focus, put my head down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely been some times working where I'm just like, what was that noise? <laughs> <laughs> totally, dude. Like, I gotta go. <laughs> Just imagine you're in a church and yeah. you hear those noises. Yeah, like, like, you're like walking around because churches are creepy anyway. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make so sure those ghosts are wearing masks. <laughs> that's right, man. And now the ghosts are wearing masks. You know they die during the pandemic if the ghosts wear masks. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, man. Yeah. What a crazy year, though. Mm-hmm. Like, what a crazy year, man. Yeah. And so you're going to be nine years this coming June. June, man. Yeah, June. Yeah, nine years. I can't believe it's been nine years, though. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's kind of crazy. Like, and obviously, like, I think, like, in, you know, like, reflecting on that, like, I just, like, um, you know, the, how we would in, introduce ourselves, like, you know, like, if this was a meeting, I'd be like, hey, mm-hmm. my name is Adam, I'm an alcoholic, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I just don't really, like, I think maybe I kind of held on to that. Like, it was like, um, like a badge of honor kind of basically thing? yeah like a yeah. badge of honor like you know like hell yeah like you know and it's like i, I mean it, i i think it's a really good thing obviously too like mm-hmm. i mean like okay like I, I can like say that i'm i identify like okay yeah i'm an alcoholic like, like you know like and i can use this as a means to like get better yeah but like I've, i think now that like i've i've been thinking about it, i'm like have i by like saying like you know i, I don't ever like i don't go to meetings anymore so mm-hmm. i'm like hey i'm an, I'm an alcoholic but like yeah i think that like part of it is like kind of being stuck in that, in that story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and being like, yeah. Oh, Hey, I'm Adam alcoholic, but like, I'm, I'm not anymore. Right. I'm not mm-hmm. the same person I was mm-hmm. nine years ago. No, of course or, not. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's, yeah, I think like part of the growth process right now is kind of letting go of that part of me. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you know, you know, with like my partner, she's like, I can't even imagine you drinking. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's weird. Right. Like, yeah. 
Um, That's kind of neat though too. Yeah, totally. Because she she just knows the sober you. She yeah. knows the you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the raw meat. <laughs> the raw you. <laughs> it's a good Did thing. You say raw meat. Raw meat. <laughs> You just you're raw meat. Dude. <laughs> yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I, I guess like there's a there's a, a lot of people now that have never ever seen me drink, right? Yeah. And you know, there's lots of people that you know that I know from back in the day that you know maybe I don't talk to anymore, but mm-hmm. you know they would be the only people that would know what I was yeah. like, right? So yeah, like our buddy Tyson. Yeah, yeah, Tyson. he would remember some stories. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I miss I miss Tyson. Man. I just I just love playing like video games with you guys. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was yeah. good times. Yeah, it's like uh, I don't know. It's the I think like a lot of the stuff kind of like again being naive like you know in those early years and you just think that you're just dealing with alcohol and drugs mm-hmm. like okay I'm just gonna like not do drink and do drugs now and yeah you know I'm gonna work a set of steps and you know, tell people I'm sorry for all the shit I did while I was drinking. Yeah. But it's like, it's so much more than that now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're just like getting down to the deep emotional stuff in the bottom. Yeah. And I, I really think about that. Some of that stuff now I'm like, Oh man, like, um, and just like working through a lot of triggers. Mm-hmm. I think that's really beneficial of where I'm at with like my relationship with Tamara too, is like, we're both on the same page. A lot of that stuff. Like, you mm-hmm. know, there's lots of times where she'll call me on my shit. Yeah. Like you can't talk to me like that. I'm like, what like and like sometimes I just don't even recognize it, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, okay, well, like sometimes maybe she's just taking it personally, but sometimes I'm like, hey, well, maybe I am sounding like a dick here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very helpful that she's training to be a psychologist. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say because she is gonna be a psychologist, so yeah, or she is one. Like, well, yeah, I guess yeah, she's working towards it. Like she's yeah. very close. So, um, so I mean, that's probably like where maybe some of her patients can be with me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, but, but it's nice to have like someone who can also understand though. Yeah. Right. Like someone who can understand when you start talking about stuff. Yeah. And I think even some of that, the deep emotional stuff, like she goes through it too. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, um, yeah. Cause like she's every, a real living girl. Well, yeah, everyone is. And everyone yeah. has their own shit. And it's like, yeah. I, I kind of think about like, like generational trauma mm-hmm. and like, and how that affects like us today. Right. Like, yeah. um, I kind of think like, you know, what our parents, like, I mean, for my mom and my dad, like, you know, we always kind of say like, oh, maybe a lot of people off the hook and like, oh, they're just doing the best they could. Mm -hmm. And they were. Of course. Yeah. But, you know. But it wasn't great. But they fucked us up. Yeah. It wasn't great. Like. (laughs) There was times that weren't great. And and that's, and that's a, that's one of the kind of like things where my brain's been kind of stuck at is like reminding, remembering some of the like more of the bad times mm-hmm. rather than the good times mm-hmm. growing up, you know, going through things with like my parents. Yeah. Um, because it wasn't always bad, right? It wasn't. Yeah, of course not. But like my brain is like some, most times is like remembering the bad shit mm-hmm. and the triggers. Um, and I think social media has a bit to play in that. Yeah. Uh, we can dig into that in a little bit. Um, but I think, and like, I mean, for example, like my, like I come from a, a line of alcoholics. Like mm-hmm. my, my mother's parents were alcoholics. My dad's dad was an alcoholic. He got sober. I don't know what age he got sober at, but he was sober mm-hmm. before he died. Um, 
there was actually like a recovery house in Saskatoon just named after him. Oh, cool. Which is pretty sweet. That yeah. is sweet, man. Um, That's really cool. Yeah. And anyways, like this long line of alcoholism and like, you know, our parents not being treated the way they should be treated. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our grandparents of like, I guess, you know, there would be no talk of like saying I love you or, mm -hmm. or any sort of affection towards kids like back yeah. in the whenever they're growing up, 50s, 60s, whatever. And I can't imagine what they grew up with. Like in yeah, like, like it's a different the early time. 1900s, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, so I think, you know, as we're kind of growing and evolving, like, mm -hmm. you know, we're kind of figuring this stuff out and yeah, becoming better people. And, and so But that's so what the rest of recovery is about. Yeah. Is growing and discovering and continuing to grow regardless of the discoveries. Yeah. Right? Like, because some of the stuff we're going to discover is not pleasant. No. Like, and for people to assume it's going to be is a totally, um, well, it's false. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because discovery means you discover everything. <laughs> you don't just look where the light is, right? <laughs> yeah. Like you, you have to really look where the light isn't, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, which is interesting because I, I, I was always a fan of looking where the light was. Because right. otherwise, it's you easy. never know what you're going to find. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want to look there. Yeah. And when you know kind of yourself, right? Like yeah, we have a little bit of an understanding where we know there's something in there. Yeah. There's stuff in there that we don't want to see. So yeah. we just keep it with the light. Yeah. Right? But yeah. as time goes on, you don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. It's tough. Like, I mean, I think people like within my generation have maybe questioned that and have gotten better. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, there's, you know, the, and over the last few years, it's been obviously like a, a lot, a, a major shift in society, essentially, you know, in terms mm -hmm. of like what you should or shouldn't be saying t towards people. Yeah. Um, obviously <laughs> involving like a lot of racism and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And like some of the things that like you would think that like that we just kind of said as jokes, you're like, oh shit, like that's, yeah. that's offside. Yeah. Like, you know, this, we used to think this is just kind of funny to say these things, but mm -hmm. it's, it's really not. <laughs> no, for sure, man. There's yeah. like so many, and there's so many things now that I can even recognize, even though I didn't notice it before. Yeah. But I recognize it now for sure. Yeah. Where it's like, wait a minute, you can't know, you can't say that. Yeah. And like, even like, just like being open and talking about your feelings. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, thankfully, like, you know, growing up, my mom always said like, it's okay to talk about your feelings and, you know, it's okay to cry. Mm -hmm. um, but you're telling this to like a boy in the early nineties when like, that's not cool towards. For boys. For boys. Yeah. For sure. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's, that's not even. You know, that's like in the last couple of years, like, you mm -hmm. know, that's when they're saying like, it's okay. Yeah. Right. And like, I don't know a lot about toxic mas masculinity, but mm -hmm. like, you know, again, that's only been a couple of years since I heard that term. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's what it means. Like, mm -hmm. well, and there's even, there's even arguments about what that is, right? Mm -hmm. Because okay. there's lots of, now I'm going to be, try to be careful with this description, but there are some people who might be toxic masculine, toxically masculine. Okay. Who think that toxic masculinity isn't a thing. Right. But it's hard when you're toxic to see yourself as toxic, right. as we both know very yeah. well, right? Like, because yeah. we're, when we were in our worst, I'm not telling you I'm in my worst. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I'm not even sure I know that I'm in my worst, right? Because the brain does all kinds of weird shit to allow us to keep doing what we think is right. Yeah. Even if it's the complete opposite of what we need to do. Yeah. Right. And I feel the same. It's probably similar there, right? Where people don't really know that they're that fucked up. Right. Yeah. Cause I didn't. Yeah. And I don't even all the time now know when I'm fucked up. Right. right. Like I don't feel the same or whatever, but 
I might figure it out because I've had years to explore this stuff now. Mm -hmm. Whereas we're talking about maybe people who've never had to. If you've yeah. never had to look at yourself, why would you know about yourself? Yeah. Right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> the wheels are turning. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I just, I think maybe in some ways, like, COVID's a good thing, like, in terms of, like, kind of shining a light on mm -hmm. a lot of things that need to be shined a light on, like, we're talking Agreed. about, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, and it's going to change a lot of things, which, I mean, for mm -hmm. good or for worse, I don't know, right? Like, who knows? Yeah, but it's but a lot has been illuminated, man. Yeah. For for lots of people who didn't know this stuff was even there. Yeah. Right? And I knew a little bit of some stuff, but not God so much. Yeah. Right? Like you never know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what like honestly some of the fear that I've heard from people like I'm not afraid to be wrong. Like I I've been wrong so many times that I'm just used to it. I'm right. like um and I don't think I'm stupid, but there's a lot of stuff I don't know. Right? Yeah. And it's a lot of stuff you don't know. A lot of stuff none of us know. Yeah. Like, or there's different stuff for each person that we don't know, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I see a lot of the fear response over the last year in terms of some of these social issues. Like, and I shouldn't say social issues because racism shouldn't be an issue, right? Yeah. It shouldn't be, but yeah. it is. And it's not a social, it's an ignorance issue, right? Like yeah. it's a, it's an, a multi-generational ignorance issue. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. not like anyone purpose. Well, some people did, but for the most part, no one purposely said, don't learn this. Mm -hmm. Right. What they did was they just taught us other stuff instead. Right. Yeah. They, so they didn't teach us one thing and say, don't learn that. Because if they had said that, we would have been like, mm, I'm going to go check that out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So instead they had us focusing on all this other garbage that took our minds off of like Martin Luther King, um, Malcolm X, like took our minds away from that, that that problem was solved. Right. Mm -hmm. And for those of us who are obviously young and we weren't around for that time, mm -hmm. um, we would have no frame of reference. Right. Uh, but it was it was interesting because when this last year, like when things kicked off, when when George Floyd was killed, yeah. um, that like I'm not I, I'm glad these things came to life because these are very real things that may not have applied to me. Mm -hmm. I may not have ever experienced anything like that. And I yeah. haven't. Right. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I, I do need to see that, like, as a citizen. Um, and once it started happening, I, it reminded me of all the speeches I've heard from the civil rights in the 50s and 60s, right? Mm -hmm. Speeches and, and different things. And sure enough, it's the same stuff. Well, I, I think, like, a lot of that stuff, too, is, like, like with all the racism, like, that contributes to all the generational trauma and like contributes to people like us like you know a lot of addiction issues mm -hmm. right like i mean um you know i think more prevalent in canada i know like you know that you know it gets said in social media like oh look what's happening in the states it's not a bad up here in canada but like well it really is right and, oh yeah you know it's, what i mean like we it's just as bad and maybe it's a little bit different yeah right yeah i mean in terms of like you know who is you know being fucked being, over exactly right yeah. i mean um like I think about, I, you know, the talk about ignorance. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. I think it's like, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot that I'm ignorant about. Yeah, me too. And like, I think now that I'm just not going to open my mouth be before I like, I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to say something because I'm going to be ignorant here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want to put my foot in my mouth because I don't want to get canceled. Yeah. <laughs> but 
at the same time too, like, I mean, I'll just like maybe take a seat, like take a step back and like, okay, well maybe mm. I should like, you know, figure some stuff out here. And like, you know, mm. like rather than just, I think there's a lot of people just spewing their own opinions without knowing anything. Yeah. Which would be ignorance. Yeah. To a lot of it. So yeah. yeah. And then it just kind of like spirals and snowballs and, you know, yeah. people are fighting on social media and wherever and everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I guess kind of like jumping back to this, like racism and like, you know, generational trauma and all that stuff. Like, I feel like, you know, like, like for my dad, like, you know, we're Métis. Um, mm-hmm. And I kind of think about like sometimes like where I've like, where I've told people that I'm Métis and they're like, oh, well, you're Métis? Like how, like what percentage are you? Like, mm. and like, I, like, it's like, I have to explain like that. I'm like a certain percentage of Métis. It's like, well, if you told me you were like Ukrainian, I wouldn't be like, well, what percentage Ukrainian are you? Or, you know what I mean? yeah. or if you told me you're like, oh, you're like, we only use it in terms of indigenous, right? Well, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, that's my heritage. I'm Métis. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I don't, I don't have to like tell you like, oh, I'm one eighth or I'm like, one quarter, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, like if someone were to tell me, I'm like, oh, what's your heritage? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm from like Scotland. I'm like, oh good, cool. Like, are you like, are you just Scottish, Scottish or, or, or like, are you English or like, you know, like, are you got some mm. French in you? Like, <laughs> what percentage of that? You're not a real Scot. <laughs> yeah. You're from France. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think about like, you know, like my dad, the line of all calls in there. I'm like, you know, like, and what's, you know, my grandfather, when I growing up in, like the thirties and forties mm. and fifties whatever. And then like, you know, their grandparents were, when I asked my dad, I'm like, well, like his grandmother was Cree. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, how can you never learn Cree? He's like, I don't know. I just didn't really care to learn them. Like what? Why yeah. wouldn't you like, I mean, now I'm like, why would you care to learn that? Cause right? back then they didn't want to. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know about your family, but I know, um, like from, um, some friends that are Métis as well, their family was ashamed. Right. Right. So they hid the, they hid it. Right. Because the only indigenous person that they, they knew in their town was a drunk. Mm. So, of course, all indigenous, you can't tell. But, of course, there were, the racism back then was incredible. Oh, for sure, yeah. Like, re, right. It's, it was a total... But I, and that's a thing, too. The generational trauma and, like, the contribution to addictions, yeah. you know, like, you know, that runs rampant through, like, indigenous communities, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I grew up in Saskatoon and, like, it's, like, it's very bad there. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially with, like, with drugs. You know, mm-hmm. there's a certain area in in Saskatoon that's like very well known and it's like very dangerous mm-hmm. and it's mostly run by like, you know, native gangs and whatnot. Like, mm-hmm. but that's just like the generational trauma that's like yeah. handed down and handed down and handed down. And it's yeah. like, when does it stop? Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's the thing like this, this last year must be, well, I shouldn't say it must be, it must, mustn't be anything, but it, I would, my experience has been that this past year of, of learning more and more about the past traumas, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and how, like how that must feel to be when you're indigenous, right? To have this awakening again of all of these things, right? Because it's everywhere. Like, Mm -hmm. and thankfully it is. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm glad to see that there's missing and murdered indigenous women marches, like all these things that, that we shouldn't have to have because we should do better. Like in terms of, whatever the RCMP is into and with these missing and murdered indigenous women. Cause I, yeah. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. I don't want to be called a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> I want to be careful, Yeah. but there's, it does seem a little coincidental. Right. Right. And, yeah, yeah. and so again, 
seems coincidental, doesn't mean that it's a cause or anything, but there, it feels like it's just really a poor job yeah. has been done with these things, yeah. right? And, and it's obvious it's a poor job because they're not white people, right? Yeah. And as a white person, it's obvious, yeah. right? Like that the same attention isn't paid. Mm -hmm. um, but the same, on the same token as that, the same attention isn't paid when it's a prostitute either. But the fact that we categorize people into, mm, they don't matter as much. No, nope, they don't matter either. And you have to get to a category of people that matter yeah. before anything's really done. Yeah. And that, like, I think, I don't know about other people, but for me, it broke my fucking heart. Mm -hmm. It just keeps breaking my heart, right? Yeah. Because it, it, I don't know what the answer is because I'm not racialized, right? Like yeah. it. Um, and it's probably better that I don't know what the answer is because it would just be yet another white person saying, here's the answer, yeah. <laughs> which yeah, I don't exactly. have, right? Yeah. Like, um, I just, I just, I, I just can't imagine how hard it is to, to be in the, the group, like black people, indigenous people of color. Like, I can't imagine how hard it is to just be. Yeah. Right. Like, have you experienced like yourself? Like, Oh no. I mean, like, I mean, I like my appearance, I look pretty white. And yeah, you know what I you're mean? white like, passing. That's right? the thing, yeah. right? Other than just what I said of being like, oh, like I have to try and explain that, like how much Métis I am. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I shouldn't have to do that. It's just my heritage, you know? Yeah. It's like, that's that's who I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not just going to be like, well, hey, how can about you pull your genealogy and show me how much yeah. you are of this? <laughs> but there's one thing I noticed though, right? Like about, uh, because Heather's Métis, mm. Darcy's Métis, mm -hmm. And one of the things I notice is there's like on both sides of this. So if you're, if you're say Cree and then white, right? The white side says you're not white enough. And sometimes the indigenous side says you're not indigenous enough. Right. Right. Yeah. And so like being caught in the middle, I mean, I, again, it's like another added challenge, right? To yeah. be caught in the middle between Think, and not all people think this, obviously. Oh, yeah, totally. It's just a matter of those, there are some factions that are very, like, zealous, right, about... Well, I mean, like, even within own cultural groups, I mean, there's mm -hmm. going to be prejudice and racism within, like, people of color groups as well, too, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's... Which was shocking, man. Yeah. Honestly, and I, I probably should have learned this a lot sooner, but, like, just learning about, like, the different... And I, I don't want to say hierarchy because, but that's how it seemed to me when I heard this was even from the Philippines where if you're darker skinned, they, t they assume you're a farmer and nobody wants to be a farmer. So oh. they try to, some people try to stay out of the sun, huh. right? Wow. And I didn't know that. And, but it makes sense because we, this, I think it's people, like we have this need to put people into categories, right? Yeah. And a hierarchy of some kind so that we can... I don't know if it's just so we can feel better about ourselves or what the fucking point is. Totally. Right? Well, yeah. I mean, it's a kind of like a prestige or like a class thing, right? right? It's like, yeah. Um, I was thinking about that before I came over here, actually. Were you? <laughs> and I was like, you know what? It'd be so easy to be with my, just be like my fucking cat. Give zero fucks. <laughs> she doesn't care. Yeah. Like cats don't give a shit. Yep. Like they're going to come to you when they want. Like mm -hmm. they don't care like what they're doing or like, yeah. you know. They, they don't care about politics. Fed. They just no. want to come over. Yeah. yeah. Like any animal really. But it's mm. like, I mean, we're just, yeah. <laughs> well, we have to, well, we have to deal with these things because we have this organized society supposedly, yeah. right? Where yeah. we all, we all, well, you know, for the longest time I thought we all took a, a similar like non-written 
contract with each other that we were going to try to be as good as we could to each other and yeah. not fuck each other up. Yeah. But I don't think everybody gets the same contract. So, no, no, right? definitely not. Yeah, yeah. there's definitely a lot of fucking over. A lot of like, and I think that's like, um, in terms of like COVID and like kind of like how competitive things can be out there mm-hmm. right now is like, you know, there's going to be a lot of people out for themselves. Yeah. Right. And that's, what's going to drive it. You know, it's a, it's a fear thing. Like I need to, mm-hmm. or it's almost like survival of the fittest almost. Right. Like, um, yeah. you know, sometimes people will get thrown under the bus for no apparent reason. Mm-hmm. Um, just because someone's trying to protect themselves. Yeah. Which, I mean, you can kind of understand, but at the same time too, it's like, and we're all just trying to do our best. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think most people are trying to do their best. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just that some, we're finding, I think over maybe over this last year, because we've all been so confined mm-hmm. and confined to social media mostly, right? Because that's where lots of stuff has happened yeah. and where we've gotten, unfortunately, where lots of people get their information from. And, yeah. Um, and so that has complicated things. Yeah. But it's also shed light on... First of all, I, I learned lots of people that I know are racist. Like, that's one thing I learned. Like, yeah, lots of ignorance. Yeah. Lots of ignorance. And then some out and out, outright racism, right? Yeah. Like, because um, at a certain point, it goes beyond ignorance when it becomes willful. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. when, if I become willful in my defense of my indefendable position, right, which is uh, basically trying to defend a lie, right? Yeah. Something made up. Yeah. Um, which is where racism is basically founded in, right? Is mm-hmm. we're going to make up this information and some of you are going to believe it, right? Yeah. Like, and when you believe it, we have you. <laughs> and it's scary, right? Like mm-hmm. that to think that ideas could create everything that we've experienced over the last year. Yeah. Ideas, man. like really bad ideas mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, but yeah. they're ideas, right? It's some asshole with an idea that he's allowed to have an, AR-15 and walk down the street and just shoot people. Yeah. And then what happens? He gets off it. He gets off. That's the idea that's spreading, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's crazy, man. Yeah. And that's just one tiny example from a year of basically one dumpster fire after another, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, you're just, like, kind of waiting for, like, the Civil War to happen towards totally. neighbors of the South. And, you know, maybe, like, the... Anarchist in me is like, yeah, burn it down. Yeah, yeah. Well, the funny thing is, <laughs> this makes for good uh, media. <laughs> makes for good TV, right? Yeah. But the, the on the other alternative side of that is when you're in the states looking up at us, you think we live in Nazi Germany mm. because we have all these restrictions right. and like yeah. I have a buddy of mine. Well, you know Ken. Yeah, yeah. Down in Salt Lake. Yeah, because he played game, Destiny yeah. with us lots. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's like. Um, you guys are fucked. Like that's and he's he's laughing. He's like, I, I how are you functioning? Yeah. And I'm like, well, it's not nearly as bad as the media, just like down there. Yeah, exactly. It's not nearly as bad as the media makes it out to be. Yeah. Right? Because the media is about polarizing these issues. Oh, for sure, right? You know? Like it's like and I you know like I think the old social media and like one thing that's hard to for, to admit for me is that mm-hmm. I am a cell phone addict. <laughs> You're a cell phone addict. I'm a cell phone addict. Okay, I'm admitting it. Step one. Okay, let's let's <laughs> let's get into this shit now. Now that you brought it up, let's get into it. Yeah, it's it's a problem. <laughs> yeah, like but, how so? Like, well, I'm just always on it, right? Like yeah. I'm just always on it. Like you can scroll through. You know, I would say Instagram is my drug of choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Okay, your DOC could, is Instagram. Yeah, I could uh, I could take leave Facebook. Yeah, I'll go through periods where I just delete it and I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd say Instagram's my drug of choice. And if I had to pick one, Instagram's my fave because yeah. you can see so many cool pictures. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, you can tailor your feed however you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I think, like, obviously, like, you know, going through COVID, and you're like, okay, well, I got all the spare time. I'm just going to mm. sit around on my phone. And, like, yeah. And of course, you're getting triggered by, like, you know, like, oh, the cases are this and blah, blah, mm. blah, that. And, like, you know, this, that, and other thing. And all the all the other, like, upheaval yeah. that's going around, right? So it's, like, it's pretty chaotic. And mm-hmm. then, I kind of came to this one of those realizations the other day is like, I mean, there's a lot of like inspirational quotes that go through like, you know, social media, like little Mm -hmm. pages that'll be like, Oh, like this is the thought of the day or, you know, the week or whatever else. But there's also people out there that are posting like stuff, like, um, like what your triggers might be. Yeah. Or like, you know, if you're exhibiting this behavior, then, you know, this is maybe, the reason why, because like, you mm-hmm. know, you weren't treated like this as a kid or, yeah. you know, it's might it's going to bring up an emotion. It's going to trigger an emotion. If you feel like, if you, if you feel like you can identify mm-hmm. with that feeling that they're trying to say in this little like square. Yeah. Um, it's like that memes about me. Well, yeah. And it's not even yeah. just a meme. It's like, a, you know, a little yeah. informational pick of being mm-hmm. like, Oh, like, you know, this, I don't know, toxic masculinity, for example, yeah. like, you know, if you're exhibiting these, like, this is what this is, you know what I mean? Like you trigger mm-hmm. it, but like you, you're just going to keep scrolling. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you're getting triggered and all of a sudden you got those like maybe a traumatic experience going through your brain now and you're living that. Yeah. And I think that's where like where I'm kind of at where like thinking about like some of the bad times with my parents mm-hmm. because I'm getting that trigger from like social media. Yeah. Being like, oh, like you were treated this way and mm-hmm. this is the reason why and you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, mm-hmm. but you're not like, I'm not actually doing anything to work on it. Yeah. Like I'm thinking about it and like, Sure, I have some tools to process of that and some people to talk to. Mm-hmm. But for most people, it's just going to be triggering, triggering yeah. all the time. And then you're reliving that traumatic experience in your head mm-hmm. without actually dealing, dealing with it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, there's no resolution. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And it's, I mean, I've noticed that too with like Facebook. Like I've, mm-hmm. over the last year specifically, actually, mm-hmm. since the first lockdown, but I'll be on there for about a minute. And I just start getting aggravated. Mm. I haven't really, I can't remember what I've seen that's aggravated me because I keep scrolling, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So then I just get off and I'm yeah. like, okay, like I need to think about this because every time I get on there, most of the time it's fine yeah. because I don't really pay that much attention to be honest with you. Yeah. But then every once in a while, I'll see something like you were just talking about and be like, oh, that's not even true. That's a stupid thing to say. Yeah. How could the internet do this? Or it's not even just <laughs> that, but I mean, maybe it is like, I mean, I, I guess like whoever like the, the page would be like, of course they want to like get their point across or like, you know, mm. their method of, you know, like, Hey, come like, come buy my program or yeah. come subscribe to my, like my workshop or this or that and the mm. other thing. Right. Like, cause it's an online platform to sell stuff. I mean, yeah. I use it to sell stuff. So do I. Yeah. Uh, so like, and, you know, maybe it does plant a seed to some people. Like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, maybe I should look at that. And maybe they, some people will take action and actually work on it. Yeah. But most of us aren't. Yeah. We're just going to keep scrolling and getting triggered. Yeah. Um, Until it's something that triggers us enough. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. So, <laughs> I don't know. I just, yeah. Anyways, that's that's kind of where I'm at. It can be, in a, it can be a, like an abyss on there, though, man. Oh, you for sure. Look into that abyss and it starts staring at you. And then you're like, okay, now we're making love abyss because... <laughs> 
two hours has gone by and TikTok is just still scrolling, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, yeah. I mean, I haven't, I haven't lost two hours to it yet, but I've, <laughs> I know this guy probably does. Um, loses hours, you probably do. I have, and, yeah. I do like TikTok. It's, it's quite hilarious. There's some it, really good videos on there. It's a lot of fun, yeah. right? Like, and that's the thing, though. So, so there's a lot of fun in some of these things. Yeah. But then at the same time, there's a lot of fun, like Instagram. It's yeah. fun. Like, I love being able to see like photographers like creative pictures of different things right yeah. and um sunsets and different like stars or whatever right i yeah. love that stuff yeah. but in between it like in between even the stuff that we don't follow yeah is now being fed in between it yeah right like the, the stuff ads, that targeted ads exactly and i'm like this not wasn't like this before yeah i only saw what i wanted to before yeah. and now i'm scrolling past shit that i don't even know where it comes from yeah it's obviously coming from Google and all that stuff. Yeah, but. yeah, what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, and what we're talking about. What you're about. thinking about. <laughs> but that's the kicker, dude. I get it when we're talking because everything has a speaker on it, yeah, right? Yeah. So they're probably listening. And that makes sense to me. But when I'm thinking it and I haven't <laughs> said anything to anybody or searched it, yeah. and I'm scrolling, I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> like I telekinetically told that to Floyd. How did the phone pick it up? <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Jeez, man. Yeah. So, and I mean, like, that's the thing too, is like everything goes on social media, right? Yeah. And it's like, and it's, I mean, that's how we, I mean, it's used as to bring people together or mm -hmm. like, or to divide people. I mean, like, yeah. you know, so, um, and people like myself, like, you know, that has that personality to like get addicted to something, like I could see myself using that you know mm -hmm. it'd be no different if like i stopped drinking and doing drugs or became a gambler or something mm -hmm. like that or like you know what do they call it is it cross addiction yeah cross addiction or is it transference is that a could word? be transference yeah. okay anyway so there's lots of words you could use i think yeah so that's probably where you know i don't drink or use drugs but like mm -hmm. i was addicted to my phone and and it's probably just a thing of like zoning out because like, you don't want to yep. look at you don't want to like deal with life or it's another form of avoidance right yeah exactly yeah it's like probably the safest form for lots of us, right? And, yeah. But that's also probably our downfall with it, is mm -hmm. we know it's the safest form, like, yeah. without question. There's no there's no doubt in my mind that it's better for you to be on your phone than smoking crack, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. literally, I don't even have to say it out loud. Well, right? yeah, yeah. But it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Pretty obvious, yeah. It's obvious, but it still can start to bug us just the same. Yeah. Maybe not in the same way exactly, but, it like, inside, it mm -hmm. gets us, right? When yeah. we start constantly craving to avoid yeah that gets me yeah. right like that starts to eat at me because i know that there's stuff i need to pay attention to yeah you know and it's just like i'm just oh you're just bored and you're just scrolling and you're just yeah. like oh fuck this is exactly like what it was like when i was drinking i was just bored so i just started drinking and then you know like basically scrolling through life basically <laughs> what i was doing right yeah. um you know and I, I think you know there's a lot of like you know issues around like comparison and stuff like that mm -hmm. um you know, I think about my own self and my own self-esteem. And, like, I, I would say that there's areas in my life where I do feel better now. But there's mm -hmm. still a lot of areas where I still feel like I have a lot of low self-esteem. Yeah. And, you know, scrolling through social media can really, like, kind of turn the screw on you a bit, right? Yeah. Like, through comparison. Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the positives of that is, like, kind of, like, starting out my own little like side hustle this year mm -hmm. and really not knowing how to do that. But I like I just kind of went for it yeah. and I just like, I did it. 
And a lot of times, like, you know, like throughout the year, you know, in dealings with people, they would ask me questions. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I have no idea what you're asking me right yeah. now. Like, you know, you know, if they're asking about like, cause I was like selling sauce, I'm selling sauces and they're like, Oh, what's your margins? I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I know how to cost like, you know, dishes for a menu, but I don't know how yeah. to cost like this jar of sauce to sell on a uh, store shelf. Like, yeah. so it's something I had to learn. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's, you know, that little bit of that perfectionism you're like, Oh shit. Like, I don't know this. Yeah. Like, why don't you know this? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just like your ego would like saying like, well, you're kind of dumb, <laughs> but then, but like the great thing about this is like, I'm just like, Hey, wait a minute. Like, this is like called soulful yeah. holistic kitchen. Like, yeah. you know, this is like, you know, like there's a mindset piece here. I mean, like, you know what? Like I'm, I've, I was told this actually by like a couple of coaches I was working with and she's like, Oh, you have a beginner's mindset mm-hmm. and that like, you know, you can, you can just say you don't know. And like, you're learning. I'm like, Oh, great. Like, mm-hmm. so that's what I've been like saying. Like if I don't, if there's, there's been a lot of stuff I just had no idea about starting up a yeah. business. So as I'm going through that, I'm like, I have no freaking idea and I get scared and I don't want to do it. I'm like, this is your first time, man. Like mm-hmm. you're just learning how to do this. It's okay. Yeah. Like there's lots of people that are starting up a business that are going through mm-hmm. the exact same thing that you are. And it's absolutely okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you like, you know what I see on social media from other people's businesses. I'm like, Oh, these people have it all together. Like, mm-hmm. fuck, they must have like be doing huge sales. I'm yeah. like, they're doing so awesome. And here I am, like, you know, like, not as good as them or whatever else, right? Yeah. But, like, you know what? You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And you don't know how long they've been doing it for. Exactly, right? I mean, like, you know. How like they've had to learn. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Their, their school of hard knocks of being an entrepreneur and, like, the hustle and hard work that they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, for me, like, going back to work and, like, trying to manage, like, work and doing a side hustle has been really difficult. So, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, like. But there's times where I'm just like, you know what? I just post it out. I'm like, I need to take a break. Like, mm-hmm. I'll be back in a few weeks or, I'll, or a couple months. Like, yeah. and that's what it is. Like, it's like I need to mm-hmm. take. I need my own space and time, right? Yeah. Like, it's not worth like. It wouldn't very be a holistic kitchen if I'm working myself to the exhaustion and like yeah, it would burnout. Be, totally. <laughs> That'd be the exact opposite, right? Yeah. It's not burnout kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a typical kitchen. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It's not just kitchen. It's like holistic kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and it takes time to build, right? Well, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that's another reminder too. Like I just like, you know, I kind of like would compare myself to like what else is going on out there. Um, but then I just started to remind myself like, this is just a side hustle. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, and this is fun for me. I am enjoying it. Yeah. And when I don't enjoy it, I just need to take a step back mm-hmm. and just, and then I can just be like, Hey, like I'm not going to do deliveries for a few weeks. Like, yeah. See you guys in a month. Like, mm-hmm. and it's good. Like, and I can do that because I'm the owner of it. Yeah, you get to dictate, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So um, that's where I'm at right now. I'm just like, uh, you know, we got a busy month. Like, uh, Tam and I just bought a house. Like, we're getting married in June. Like, I was going to say congratulations on the house. I just yeah. saw that this week. Yeah, so right I'm on. pretty freaking excited about that. Where's, where where'd you guys buy? Uh, it's up Not your northwest. address, but just yeah. the, the area. In the northwest, yeah. <laughs> okay. Just like the northeast corner of, uh, of Nose Hill. Okay, cool. So we're like we're moving from like being in like Mission, Beltline area up into the suburbs. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you're getting I don't know, man. I couldn't do it. It's 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 going to be an adjustment. I mean, like yeah. I've, I've been in Calgary for almost 20 years now and I've pretty much have lived like in the Beltline or mostly downtown. Or, yeah, mostly yeah. mostly down in that area, right? Yeah. Like I've always kind of worked downtown, so it's like, you know, now I'm going to be living in the burbs. <laughs> Dude, but I'm what? excited. I'm like we're both obviously very excited cuz like obviously yeah, you got a new house and yeah. new like new marriage coming and yeah. 
That's pretty exciting. Yeah, we're really leveling up this year. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite a it's quite a big jump, eh? Like yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's another thing about like the social media thing is like I I read like there was like you know one of those inspirational posts being like you know, you're at right now where you wish you were like before, like, mm -hmm. you know, in, in the past, like this is what you're work, like where you're at right now, this remember yeah. to be grateful for that because this is where you, you know, you know, say like three years you ago. You dreamt of this shit. Yeah, you dreamt of this shit and it's yeah. happening. So be grateful for it. I'm like, oh yeah. fuck. Like, so there's been many times over the last six months. I'm like, oh fuck. Like mm -hmm. I'm creating this. Like I gotta be grateful for this because like it's happening. And it's yours. Yeah. You're doing it. Yeah. If you're not grateful for it, stop doing it. Yeah. Because like, you don't have to. Well, and the thing right? is, too, is like, okay, like, we're like, oh, fuck, like, you know, we bought a house. Like, oh, now we're going to worry about, like, paying a mortgage or, mm -hmm. like, worry about doing this or that. It's like, no, man, like, let's just enjoy it. Like, yeah. you know, it'll all work out. Yeah, because whether you're in a house or apartment, like, or a condo, like, you still have to pay rent. Yeah. Like, no matter where you are, like, you have to pay stuff. But yeah. I get that, you know, the house thing is a big, it's a big jump. Yeah. Right? Like, it yeah. is a jump. And none of this could be possible if I wasn't sober. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jesus, man, thinking about buying a house just like still gives me like a little pit in my gut, eh? It's like, it was the one, I think it's like the one next to, next to not having kids, which is obviously a no-brainer for, for me. Um, oh, by your grace. Because... <laughs> Man, that's just not the life that I envision. <laughs> Are you guys going to plan on having kids? Uh, I think we're on the side of the fence that we will go towards uh, having Eventually, kids, yeah. at some yeah. point, yeah, yeah, no rush or anything. But we were like on the fence, of, on the side of the fence of not doing it, and then we're like, okay, yeah. well, let's do it. And so I don't know. I mean, we there's like I just assume that like you know, man and women they get together, they make a baby, and like. You know, Wait, nine months later, it's like it's all good to go, right? But like, shut the front door. <laughs> you mean but like a lot not... of people? A lot of people have trouble getting pregnant, right? Like, there's a lot. You of mean people... there's not a stork that brings the? You've been lied to, man. Mother, <laughs> mother truckers, man. Disney, D lied oh, to you. <laughs> that bigot. Yeah. Fuck Walt Disney. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's that's crazy. Um, obviously, when men and women come together, but you know, it's ten months, not nine. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. It's like 10 full months, right? Something yeah. like, well, I mean, if it goes full term or whatever. Yeah, if it's full term, it's even. <laughs> I've been lied to. <laughs> you, you know that I don't have kids or ask for you. I'm like, when it goes full term, is it an it? It is an it. I, yeah. I'm like, I'm naive with it. the whole situation. I'm just like, oh, I just, you know, you just do it and wham, bam, and yeah. then, you know, baby, you know. 10 months later or whatever, right? Yeah. But like, you know, it's, I guess just it's remember not so... when you're making the baby, don't go wham, bam. <laughs> yeah. Um, cause it's a tagline. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Tamara might not appreciate it. Yeah. Like wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Here's yeah. our baby. <laughs> yeah. But oh, uh, shit. anyways, like I'm not even with the whole situation. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I understand that there's a lot of difficulties that, yeah, come can arise from like people have trying to get pregnant and all of that course. stuff. Of course, yeah. Um, but anyway, it's like you know, just the whole aspect of the excitement of like getting married, you know, buying a house, and mm -hmm. the prospect of having a kid down the road. It's like, it's like, it's kind of crazy. It's just like I was going to say, like, does it freak you out? Gonna be like, like it's going to be like a completely different life. Mm -hmm. um, does it freak you out a bit, man? Yeah, totally. But yeah. I, you know what, I I kind of like. I think about this um, maybe in a bit of like a recovery 
aspect and that like you know from my well i was drinking well before i was 20 but you know from the age of 20 to 29 like you were 18 obviously when you had your first drink yeah oh yeah 18 yeah. Yeah, you're really sure. you're really good yeah for sure yeah. but in those in those nine <laughs> years i mean like you know that's where like my alcoholism and my, and my drug use was like you know at its highest mm -hmm. in those 10 years and like you know that was I would say probably from the age of 25 to 28, those are probably some of the darkest years of my life. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, 29 got better, 30 I got sober. And so, so in these last 10 years, you know, I'm, I'm going to be 39 in, in June, you know, so from 30 to 39, like, you know, there's a whole, new, whole bunch of recovery going on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm with a partner now that like, you know, we're both on the same page for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, she's what I asked for, you know, we're both yeah. willing to do the work and work on ourselves individually and, and work as a couple. Like, mm -hmm. you know, in the last couple of months, we've done some couples counseling, like in terms of like getting ready to get married. Yeah. Um, which was like, it was a good thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like having to do some of the work, I'm like, oh fuck, what did I get myself into? <laughs> but then I got to remember, I'm like, you asked for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, this is my idea. Oh yeah, this is what I wanted actually. <laughs> I took it back. <laughs> yeah. I don't but, want to do the work. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, like we've been, we've gotten to the spot where like, you know, we're ready to do this. Mm -hmm. And I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, I'm ready to do it as well. Yeah. Um, I'm at a point in recovery where I'm like able to deal with like stuff from my childhood mm -hmm. so that, it, you know, I don't repeat that stuff to our eventual child. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, had an argue with, like, argument with my mom, like, I don't know, a month ago. Like, the timeline's irrelevant, but, like, you know, afterwards, she like, called me. And she's like, well, I want to heal this stuff with you so that, you know, we don't, so you don't keep that going on, keep, mm -hmm. keep going on to your kid. Yeah. Um, and how, like, she would have treated me sometimes mm -hmm. and still does sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but we hashed it out, right? And, yeah. and the, the important thing was my mom was like, I don't want you to treat your kid this way or, mm -hmm. or continue on that behavior and so that yeah. the cycle will be broken. Yeah. Um, which is important. You know what I mean? Like, it's vital, man. Um, and that freaks me out. Yeah. That's <laughs> scary, man. For sure. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that was... It's like, grown-up shit, man. Yeah, it, it is, man. Yeah. So, like, you know, like, it's going to come up and, like, you know... If it happens, like maybe by the time I'm 40, I'll have a kid. And then, you know, for the night, that 40 to 49 is going to be another wild ride. Yeah, <laughs> another wild ride, man. And if I just kind of break it into the segments of like where, where I've been and what's going on, mm -hmm. like it's like, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. You know, like I, I get a little bit like tied up in like um, my perception of time and where I'm at in life and mm -hmm. my age and whatnot. But like, yeah. you know, we're going to live, live a lot longer. Like mm -hmm. I, I plan to be around here until like some, uh, I'm at least a hundred. So yeah, well, so I, I got a lot of time left to do a lot of cool shit. Well, here's the thing, bro. <clears throat> You're coming up on forty. Yeah. You're coming up on a time in every human's life, like midlife, right? Like as they call it, midlife mm -hmm. crisis. There's a potential. There's yeah. a potential for that because, and it's very real. Yeah. Right. Because after forty, shit changes, man. Yeah. Like there's no question. Like it, mind changes. Everything changes. Yeah. And. It, it's okay. Like, it's a great thing because it's going to allow you and it allows me and Darcy, whoever's over a certain age, it allows <laughs> us to kind of 
I don't know, it allowed me, I won't speak for other people, I'll speak for myself. It, it allowed me to be more open to the reality of the world, right? Because my brain was different. Yeah. I was like, all of a sudden, <clears throat> not able to eat everything I wanted. So, of course, that changes your mindset. Like, yeah. you have to change, right? Yeah. Took me a long time to get that through my skull. Yeah. But it, it's still, it's just simple things like that, yeah. right? Where there's like a, it just starts getting different. And it feels like a crisis almost, right? Like there's a period, there was a period of time where it felt like, oh, fuck, I really got to figure this shit out. But then you realize, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. Because you can't. Yeah. And part of what drives us crazy is trying to figure it out, mm -hmm. right? When the only thing, and you'll know this, like you would know this anyway, but from being in program, the only thing that will give you nine years is nine years. Yeah. That's it. Mm -hmm. There's no other way for you to get the information. Like, you could easily try to dictate your nine years to somebody, but it ain't going to give them their story. Yeah. It's going to give them yours, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's no way for anyone to tell us. Yeah. I think what I wish, man, looking back, is that I wish I would have listened to my dad more when I was younger. I wish, and, and less in some respects. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I kind of wish I would have listened to them more. Yeah. Like, with the reasonable shit, mm -hmm. right? Um. Just because as we get older, we like I start seeing some of those things come back. Or yeah. it's like, oh, God, I could have just listened. Nah, fuck that. I'm going to do some fucked up shit. <laughs> that's right. I want to go fuck some shit up. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think about that too. You know what I mean? Like, and then there's like a couple key points. Like even my dad and I's relationship where like when he first got sober and like I remember – you know, him asking if we wanted to go see a counselor with him. Mm -hmm. And I turned it down. I mean, I was fucking 17 years old. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it was, it, is, it wasn't what I was, you know, like, I mean, my dad's going to be sober. And, like, you yeah. know, obviously there was a lot of probably hurt and anger towards him. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I was 17. All I wanted to do was party anyways. Yeah. Um, but I think about that. I'm just like, man, I really wish I would have did that with him at mm -hmm. that point. Right. Like, yeah. You know, I don't know what the effects would have been like where I would be right yeah. now, but it is what it is, right? Like, well, and it probably wasn't possible, right? Don't forget yeah. to get a picture. Um, <laughs> the, did uh, you already get one? No. Oh, nice. <laughs> the, uh, I'm sorry, man. I, I just <laughs> saw us forgetting because Kenny was here earlier. Oh, really? Yeah, Kenny came in for the first, for our early one. Yeah. And uh, he says hi, by the way. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, and we totally forgot to get a picture. I haven't seen Kenny in like three years, man. Like Holy it had shit. been a couple, well, a couple years at least. Wow. Yeah, because yeah. a year of COVID, and then probably a year before that. Yeah. Maybe six months, something like that. But yeah. Um, yeah. So we all wanted to make sure we got that. I'm sorry for cutting you off. <laughs> That's all good, this man. podcast is going to be like podcast interruptus. <laughs> yeah. Jackass interruptus. That's me. Time for an ad. <laughs> <laughs> Time for an ad. Yeah. What should we advertise? Right on. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get you hooked up next time. We're going to do a little commercial, like mini commercial in the yeah. middle of a podcast. That'd be great, dude. Yeah, nice. I guess like in terms of like, you know, the generational trauma, mm -hmm. you know, dealing with addictions, um, being in recovery, um, you know, my grand, like my grandfather, my dad's side getting sober, my dad being sober, like mm -hmm. I had, you know, he got sober in his, and he was 42. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that cycle's stopping, mm -hmm. you know, in our family. Um, yeah. you know, my little brother's 
He's not a drinker, which is good. Mm-hmm. Massive pothead, but yeah. <laughs> but he's not a drinker, which is great. Yeah. Um, and then you know, even just like with my mom, funny kid. Too. <laughs> <laughs> even like my mom like wanted to like you know amend amend stuff and like work mm-hmm. up things so that like you know. Well, it's interesting that your mom brought that up to you. Right? Yeah, I mean, like a lot of parents wouldn't talk about that type yeah. of stuff, right? Or there's just no no road there, right? Yeah. So, but it's like good to be like be able to have that conversation with mm-hmm. my parents, um, so that you know. If they have a grandchild, or you know, if like you know, yeah. th- that stuff do- is gonna stop with us, and you know, they're gonna mm-hmm. be raised as best as possible, and yeah, you know, we'll do our best not to fuck that kid up with the informa- <laughs> with the information that you have yeah. at your disposal, just like yeah. they did, right? Yeah, and you'll do your best, just like they thought they were doing. Yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong; some people thought they were doing good, and they just sucked. Like, yeah, for sure. I don't know if that's your folks. No, 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 no. But some some people were just awful. Yeah, they took. My parents weren't awful, but yeah. when you're raised with alcoholics and whatnot, like, you know, there's a lot of love and affection that, you know, you wouldn't have gotten. And, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, that they're going to have their own traumas mm-hmm. that they either have, they have to work through, yeah. right? So anyways, like that's kind of like, that's really been on my top of my mind for mm-hmm. a long period of time. But um, yeah, there's just like so much we could talk about. I mean, like, yeah. even like with Kenny, like, I mean... Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot of shit that went down with restaurants this this year, right? I yeah. mean, being closed, being open, being closed, mm-hmm. being open. Like it's like it that's really mentally taxing on people. And yeah. you know, for I, I'm sure maybe you dug into it with Kenny, like you know, like having to say goodbye to his restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a that's a big chapter for for him. I, yeah. I would assume, like, and for a lot of restaurateurs that have had a close up shop. Mm-hmm. But again, like through social media and through like all this COVID shit, it's shone, shone a lot of light on a lot of the dark areas of the restaurant industry yeah. and the fucked up things of like how restaurant staff are treated, mm-hmm. um, how underpaid we are yeah. for the work we put in. Oh, um, the hours you put in. Yeah. Yeah. The Jeez. hours and yeah. just like the, you know, like as if we got to... I, I, I guess I'm, I'm obviously jaded because I've worked in a restaurant for a very long time. But, yeah. you know, a lot of customers want cheap food, but they want, like, five-star service. Or, you know, mm-hmm. they expect, like, the best food ever, but they want it cheap. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is, like, you know, if, as chefs or restaurant people, like, if we charge what we're supposed to charge, like, people are just going to complain about the prices. Yeah. Or you have, like, you know, big corporate places that are going to charge really low prices because they can. Because mm-hmm. they've got the volume. Yeah. Right. They're the big chain restaurants, which can can snuff out some of the smaller competition. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of those mom and pop places, or even just like independent restaurants, are like they're notorious for like not treating their staff very well. Yeah. So, some of the stories I hear, man, coming out of kitchens is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And like that's like you know that's COVID has brought up a lot of that, and you know to exhibit a lot of change in mm-hmm. in that industry. So what has it brought to light, like in t- specifically for that? Like, is there, has there been a raise in the wage or? Well, I think there's, you know, they wanted like a pair, like a, a wage parity between servers and back of house. Yeah. So, you know, cooks are notoriously underpaid for what they do. Because they don't get tips, do they? Uh, yeah. Or some they, yeah. they do? Yeah, okay. it depends where you work. You would get yeah. tips, but, you know, you know, servers have to tip out. I know there's servers out there that, you know, think they shouldn't. But, mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, everyone's working to get the customers in the door and Whatnot, so. Well, and how would a server serve if there was no food? Exactly, right? Like, so, yeah. yeah. Not, not one of those jobs exists without the other, really. Yeah. So, 
and you know, like I think with COVID too, like I mean, thankfully I work for like I work for a corp, like a pretty big corporation, mm-hmm. um, and we were treated like fairly mm-hmm. when we got laid off, like yeah. by the by the book, yeah. through the rules, like you know, we were given proper notice. We were, you know, if, if we were paid in lieu for mm-hmm. being laid off, but I bet you there's a lot of restaurants in Calgary that just said you're laid off and the cooks were out the door and yeah. the and the, all the staff, right? I'm assuming, and I'm only making assumptions, like I'm, but they probably. But I've pretty, heard stories like that. There's that, probably a lot of staff that just got like you're laid off and yeah. they didn't get paid off, paid in lieu. Yeah. You know they weren't following the book. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so and but you know the restaurants are crying foul like we need help you know we're gonna go under but it's like but you're not really treating your staff properly either yeah and now is yeah that's another thing though not just in kitchens though right like one hour um i saw that one that was weird because <laughs> with with kenny it was funny because we were joking beforehand and he's like i got I, I have a time constraint and i said oh hey, dude it's totally up to you man <laughs> however you want to talk yeah hour and 45 minutes later <laughs> <laughs> we were both just gabbing yeah um, nice. Wait, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Um, it's not just kitchens, right? Like, businesses in general have been put on blast, right? Mm-hmm. For poorly treating employees. Yeah. And I'm glad. Yeah. I was really glad to see a lot of that come up this last year. Yeah. I'm, I know it's always been there, but I've seen more and more kind of maybe more visible, I guess, because people now can record these things and they're, they're not afraid to, like, I am, honestly, because I'm Gen X, right? So yeah. there's a part of me that's like why are you sharing so much? Like when people like get online and they do these like very deeply personal posts about what's happened to them. And I'm like, good Lord. Yeah. Like I don't, I, I have you obviously. Gen Xers. <laughs> right. But it's like, You're we're like in a, the middle. A forgotten generation or something. Well, we're we in never the, hear about you guys anymore. That's because we're quiet. We're just like, <laughs> we were told to shut the fuck up. Exactly, so we yeah. shut up. Yeah. <laughs> we were we were that generation the last one maybe the one of those generations that were told children should be seen not fucking heard yeah right so we're just like meh all right yeah (laughs) but the reality is it's i'm glad Hmm. i would never want someone to leave my employee or work for me and leave and and don't get me wrong this is in recovery now because when i managed before getting sober and even in recovery a little bit, I was yep. not the nicest person, yep. like, all the time. So things have to change. But now I can't imagine it. I'm like, no, this is like, we have to recover from this. Yeah. We can't treat people like shit just because they need a job. Well, that's the thing. I mean, like, through the course of my career, like, I've been treated like shit. Yes. I've treated people like shit. Yeah. Like, you know, through my, like, being a manager while I was in active addiction and, like, you know, running a kitchen when I was at the darkest of my days, like, yeah, fuck, like, oh my God. Like, I, I thought about that a couple of weeks ago. I was like, dear Jesus, I feel like if I were to run into some of those, like, um, some of my old kitchen staff, I would mm-hmm. apologize to them yeah. for being such a shitty fucking person. Yeah. Um, dear six pound, four ounce baby Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am. And even sore. like the first couple of years of sobriety. Yeah. Like, I was terrible. Like, I was very bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I was just trying to figure it out. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I just trying to do the best I could and um, maybe, you know, obviously led by ego and all that jazz or, or and fear, you know, like all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, but now on the other side of it, it's like, I, you know, I can be a better person, yeah. a better manager. And, you know, I'm, there's still things where like, I need to improve for sure. For sure. Me too. For um, sure. I had a review recently and, and one of the things he said to me was that, uh, I was less defensive 
he said some other he said he said something before that and i was like i didn't really agree with that but then the next point he was like you know you're 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 being less defensive and like in your interactions with people and i was mm-hmm. like hallelujah like this is like yeah. this is what i've been like working towards you know what mm-hmm. i mean like this is something that's like really bothers me yeah um in my interactions with people and mm-hmm. like you know that defensiveness comes from you know being yelled at as a kid yeah, <laughs> yeah. um and like you know i've i've talked to psychologists about it and all that stuff and mm-hmm. i've been working on it so to actually get that feedback i was like oh my fucking God, it worked. That's awesome, dude. (laughs) Or it is working, you know? Yeah. yeah, So, yeah. But that that goes to show, like, why we shouldn't cancel people out, man. Mm. Especially if they're trying to get better, right? Yeah. Like, this is, we were talking about it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I listened to that one. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, We could, I can't figure it out because I'm like, man, if you cancel me, I'm dead. Like, seriously, if you canceled me for what I did before, I'm dead. Like, I don't have a chance because no one's going to let me try to get better. Yeah. And, and so I don't get it. Like, I I understand if someone's just out and out a fucking asshole, okay? And they have no intention of changing and they don't think they need to do anything different. Yeah. I get it. But even then, I'm not the one who's going to be canceling anybody. Yeah. Because I was given chances, man. I've been given chances and chances and chances to get better. Yeah. And I cannot imagine taking that away from someone else. Yeah. Right? Like... Yeah. I think... Uh... And Thanks you know, for like, listening. You know, watch, you know, you're watching like some of those old, like you know, like you watch like a like a medieval show on Netflix or something like that, mm-hmm. and they're fucking burning people at the stake, or yeah. like you know, they're just doing like like crazy shit. And you're like, man, that's so fucked up back then. Like, it's like day to day stuff people. for them, yeah. But then like now, you're like, well, modern day is just like we're still trying to burn people at the stake. We're just doing their social media and canceling them. And yeah. Like, we're like, oh, this person said that they should fucking be fired. They should be like. Yeah. You know, reprimanded, they should be, like, drawn through the mud. And then when the mud, they need to be tarred and feathered. And then after that, mm-hmm. they need to roll through, like, cat shit. And then, like... And then they have to be paraded down the street in front of everyone so yeah. we can throw more shit at them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're just, like... Yeah. You just, like, want to, like, destroy someone. Like, it's, yeah. like... Like, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of crazy. It right? is crazy. I, I know... I, I like, know that's that. the first thing. Like, someone does something wrong, it's like, they need to be fired. Yeah. You know what I mean? We need to, like... They need to be punished so badly mm. yeah like and seriously where where are we getting off on this how are people getting off on people getting fired i i have people that i don't like and there's many people in my history that i have not liked yeah i do not wish them ill man like yeah. not because they deserve it but because i deserve to not wish them ill yeah because you that's not like how sometimes shit gets like better in, you know the thing is some, sometimes like that could it be like you're like you could have like some empathy to, for them towards like okay well they're obviously yeah. going through some shit and this is why they're acting like a fucking asshole mm-hmm. but then in, in that empathy you're like you're kind of judgmental and being like they're yeah. a fucking asshole <laughs> totally I'm, I'm empathizing because i know what it's like to be a fucking asshole like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and i don't want to be anymore yeah. yeah but i don't know man i just don't think that well i know for me i ain't doing it yeah. i ain't doing it man i'm not gonna take away someone's right to to live like yeah. because i don't know what canceling someone's gonna do yeah. to them i don't know what they're going through and that's something that i have definitely recovery has um inst- like maybe even institutionalized me to is you have to just accept that people are suffering right yeah. like it's this obvious thing well i mean like it I, and you know like the 12 stuff like recovery room model like i mean fuck like the door is like you know jim would say like the the door swings swings both ways right yeah. it's not just going to hit you in the, in the ass on the way out right i yeah. mean for how it is, I mean, for how many times I went back out and came back in, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it's like, oh, you know, like, 
I don't know if anyone judged me for like always relapsing, but like, you know, it is what it is, but mm -hmm. it's like, you know what? You're always kind of welcome to come back. Yeah. It's not like you're canceled. Like, Oh, you fucking didn't get it this time. That's right. It didn't, <laughs> it didn't matter if they were judging you. Right. Because yeah. they were still allowing you to get better. Yeah. Even if they were, and I know I've been judged in there and I've judged. Right. Yeah. But the reality is it doesn't matter Yeah. because you can still come in. Yeah. And even though I'm judging you, I'll still help you. Yeah. Like if you ask, right. Mm -hmm. And I know you would too. And like Kenny, Kenny's that guy too. If you asked him, he'll help you. Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Um, and that's because people helped us. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know if that's like maybe what the rest of like a lot of people might need is to be down in their shit and have somebody help them out. Then they might like have to think twice about canceling people because they didn't get canceled. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that's tricky. You know, um, I just, I don't, I don't want to be the guy who cancels somebody and then have them like, you know, go back to drinking or using and being like, yeah, I guess it's not fucking worth it. Yeah. Right. Cause you can either do good or you're done and that's fucked. Well, up. it's like a perfection thing, right? It's like, yeah. everyone's like trying to like, is everyone supposed to be trying to be perfect? And if they make a mistake, like that's it for them. Like, Oh God, it's man. terrible. Right. And that's right. I wanted to bring that up actually is the fact of the matter of like, um, I think like through social media, like through our governments, I think the common message is that we're not enough. Yeah. That's what's being portrayed yeah. to us all the time. If, in like, one way or another. In one way or another, yeah. like, you know, like it's always like, you know, fuck this government or fuck that government or fuck this politician or that mm -hmm. politician. But it doesn't matter who's in or yeah. who's out or whatever. That's the message. That's what everyone's saying. Mm -hmm. Like, you know. It could be our current premier or, or the one that was before us or mm. our current prime minister or the one before that. It's always fuck this, fuck them, yeah. blah, 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 right? Like whatever side you're on. Or yeah, there's whatever. always some camp saying yeah. fuck and them. Yeah, and it's always like, and no matter what side is doing, it's never yeah. enough. Yeah. It's never enough. It's never enough. And mm. that's what's being portrayed to us like through news yeah. articles, through social media. Mm. It's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough, yeah. right? And you know, that's, that's what's getting soaked into our brains that mm -hmm. I'm not enough. I'm not enough. Yeah. I'm not enough. This is enough. Yeah. It's not enough just to be here and to try to be okay. Yeah. Right. And help others. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very strange. It's funny. Cause when we, when you said that, I'm like, Oh man, I'm so guilty. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm so thinking of like, you know, when I, when I think about our prime minister, for example, I, I'm pretty hard on him. Right. Yeah. But I'm pretty hard on him because literally he's a known criminal. So that's hard for me. Like I'm like, but they all are. <laughs> I know. And then you like, but they all are, but that doesn't make it better. No, I know. Right? Like, I mean, that's, that's, and that's an ignorance thing on my part. Right? But it's, it's also like the fact, like, I don't really know a lot about politics. Mm -hmm. And it, is it ignorant to me to call them all criminals? I don't know. Maybe. I just think they all are. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like when they got the Nick, a new U.S. president, it's like, oh my God, it's going to be so much better with Biden. And it's like, that guy's been in politics longer than I've been alive. Like, he's got a lot of blood on his hands. Yeah. Well, you know <laughs> that's true, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But the, and, but the reality is, is that does that, this is about that cancel thing, does the fact that our prime minister is a criminal take away the good things that he's done? Well, no, it doesn't. Well, and I think that even could go through, like, you know, the previous president. Like, yeah. surely, like, the guy didn't do everything bad. Like, he might have done some good stuff. I don't know. It could have just been the fact that he had a terrible attitude. And was brought a lot of things to light. Yeah, and yeah. was a terrible speaker. <laughs> yeah. um, like... Terrible. Like the first speech, like Biden had to do, like that's got to be the easiest speech that everyone ever written. It was like, <laughs> like you just have to go up there and talk to the American people like a normal human being. Just be nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. Gotcha. 
Sing rights itself. Yeah. The speech writers are all like, hey, we'll just tell Biden, don't be racist. Yeah. Don't be sexist. Yeah. You're going to be fine. Don't yeah. China. Yeah, don't say China. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, what an Anyway, asshole. so like the whole message of just, that's, I feel like it's being portrayed onto yeah. us a lot. And like, you know, if we could all just kind of wake up and be mm. like, you know, we are enough and, you know, we don't have to be told. Yeah. And that, I think that's part of the cancel culture too, is like, yeah. you know, there's a lot of that messaging in there. But, mm-hmm. But there's probably a lot of things in that. I don't know. I don't really go there. But yeah, well, no, but it's hard, right? It's hard to go there because there's something probably necessary in that culture of canceling. Yeah. But I think we might not be there yet yeah. as to what the necessary component is there, because I don't think the necessary component is just saying, "Okay, that's it. Adam's fucked up. That's it." Well, I'm like, I, I think like in the last couple of years, I've known a people, a couple of people that have passed away because of addictions. Yeah, and like. You know, there's probably a lot of like shame and guilt that they're going through mm-hmm. and you know, the pride of having to admit that, you know, that they have a problem or like, yeah. you know, just the shame of going through that process again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe that that thing of like disappointing people are being yeah. not necessarily being cancelled, but like But potentially they, maybe they'd lose a job or like a yeah. relationship or this, that and the other thing and like um it's really fucking sad. Mm-hmm. It's really sad that like, you know, like one guy was my boss. He was like a mentor for like years mm-hmm. to me. And like, he was my boss, like through the darkest period of my life actually. Yeah. And he kept me like, kept me going at this job. Like I would have been fired a long time if it wasn't for him. Like, mm-hmm. which I don't know, maybe it was a blessing. I don't know. But anyways, like when he, when he passed away, like, you know, and it was, you know, probably directly linked to like mental health stuff mm-hmm. and, and drinking. And it's like, it really like kind of messed me up. Cause like, fuck yeah. that. I'm like, and I was talking with him before this, um, and I was just reaching out for something else, but he's like, Hey, like, you know, I'd like to talk to you about like, you know, maybe getting some help or like not drinking. I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. We can meet up and, you know, talk about not drinking, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, some steps that you can maybe go through. And like, you know, he had said that he was seeing a counselor or not. And, you know, a couple of coffee meetings get, you know, pushed away. I'm like, okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, kind of pull away. I'm like, yeah. And I don't really know the timeline, but I kind of felt like, you know, maybe I should message him and see how he's doing. Like, mm-hmm. see if he still wants to go for that coffee. And it's like, then there's like that thing that pops in your head. Like, oh, you know what? If they want it, they want it. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Like, God, that bullshit, man. I know, right? Like, yeah. And then, yeah, the next thing you know, it was like, you just see here, like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. he's, he's dead. You're just like, fuck, man. Yeah. Fuck. Like, you know, it's like, ah, so sad. It is, man. I, I don't like that's the thing about recovery. Is like I, I didn't like really involve myself in the rooms a lot. Mm-hmm. Like certainly, I've known like a few people that have died from yeah. people that I've known like in the rooms, but like maybe not to the extent of like yourself because you're so heavily involved in them. So like, I'm probably just like, I think it affects me more like with this person in in, in mind is because like I, you know, I, I haven't really experienced a lot of grief. Mm-hmm through like people dying because of like alcoholism or drugs, yeah. right? Like, and, or like, you know, like through the mental health stuff mm-hmm. that they would have been experiencing, right? Like, yeah. And you're right. Like the, it's just a matter of proximity, right? Like yeah. the, the proximity to people who are trying to recover because mm-hmm. the more people we're in close proximity to who are trying to recover, the more we'll die. Yeah. Like there's, it is a, um, I even hated how I said that, but it, it's true. It, more will die. Yeah. Like, like it's like, it's so yeah. like, when they like say in the big book, like jails, institutions, and death, like it's yeah. so like blunt. 
Yeah. And it's like it's like a sad reality, but it's true, right? It's a hundred percent true. Tamara had like a family member pass away, like you know, I guess it was almost coming up on two years, and mm -hmm. it's like that was the harsh reality. It's like you know, yeah. like if they chose not to like whatever you know prison they were living in with their own mind mm -hmm. and weren't able to get help, you know, like yeah. the shame and all the stuff that goes on to it, like it's like it's sad when it comes to an end, mm -hmm. and they just leave like what yeah. they leave behind. It's like man. Yeah, it's it's a it's a tragedy, man. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it, uh, sorry about your friend. Yeah, like I mean, last year was hard. There was lots of deaths. Mm -hmm. So, well, that one was a while. That was a couple. That was a couple, couple years, years ago. Yeah, that was a couple years back. But yeah. even then, man, like obviously talking about it, it's hard, right? Because well, yeah. it sounded, it seems fresh, right? Yeah, and it's like, I don't know. It's just like, I guess I just haven't really experienced a lot of loss in the program. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like you know, I know pretty heavily involved and like you probably have i you know what the funny thing like on this topic i thought i saw this girl walking down the street the other day i was like hey i know that girl from recovery i'm like oh wait a minute i remembered that this particular girl had passed away from you know from mm -hmm. addiction i was like yeah. oh fuck that's kind of fucked up yeah i you know just get that like weird memory like we might see someone down the street that you mm -hmm. think is that person like oh no yeah. like they're actually not here anymore yeah it's trippy man yeah Not COVID. Not COVID. <laughs> not oh, COVID. Shit. oh, shit. Oh, shit. It's not COVID. I swear. <laughs> I swear zombies. It's the zombie vid. No, of course, we're, we're two guys, and now we have to laugh because we're so sad thinking about all the people that would have died. Oh, oh wait. That's um, oh, just funny. But... Yeah, well, I mean, and that's the... But that's one of the reasons why I can't cancel people out, man. Yeah. It's because they're going to die anyway. Yeah. They don't need my fucking help. Right? Yeah, like, like on like just like the whole shame of like yeah. coming clean or like it just like oh man it's just yeah you're just like kind of wish like fuck I just wish they got help or just like you know uh, yeah right? it's one of those things bro like uh, honestly like if someone someone said well what do you want people to remember you by I'd be like I just want people to think that I was a safe person to talk to that's all right. I care about I don't yeah. care about like anything else like it I want to be. I hope to be that person that was not always able to be there. But when I was, I, um, I didn't cut you off or I didn't like, um, cancel you. Is that your stomach, dude? Yeah. Dude. Good one, dude. I was like, holy crap. It sounds like a dog over there. I'm like, where's the dog behind the couch growling? <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, and that's one of the things, man, over the last few years, Specifically, the last five or six years have been eye-opening in that regard, right? Yeah. The if we cancel people, they can die, yeah. like, and they might not die by us simply not canceling them. Yeah. And I know that's hard for probably some people to understand, but it's true, mm -hmm. right? Because you and I understand that shame takes us out, yeah. like, and keeps us out. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it when people think that we act like we're insane, it's because that's what's happening. Like we're acting insane to try to answer this question that can't be answered, right? Mm -hmm. You cannot answer shame with more shame, but that's what we do. Yeah. You know, unless we're like able to come forward and push through that stuff. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, we got off tangent there, but it was a good tangent. Yeah. 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 And I don't mind remembering people that we lost because yeah. I think it's important. You totally. Know? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's all part of the process of recovery, really. I mean, it's yeah. like... Yeah, it's just... Well, one way or the other, Adam, if we stay sober, we're going to have to learn how to grieve. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. For whether it's for in the rooms or for our lives, because 
one of the other things I've noticed this year is I'm approaching that age where my friends die. Some of them die, right? right. And and that is whether they're in or out of program, um, shit happens, right? Like yeah. there's people have heart attacks at 50. People have heart attacks at 55. Like, right. Um, or other things happen, right? Yeah. Um, I will need to be consoled when my cat goes. What's that? <laughs> Me too. When my, when my cat goes, I'll be like, I'm taking time off work. Like, yeah, I'm like... dude. <laughs> I, I hope you do because yeah. I will too, man. Like, yeah. I will too. If when I, I, Oh, God, man. <laughs> Floyd starts... Lately, he starts stretching, and, and I can hear his joints, some of his joints crack. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> that poor fucker already like he's like eight. Oh, he's got a long way to go yeah, my cat's but, like 16 yeah well and she is does she crack a lot or no uh, a little really bit noticed, but she's old like yeah you know, she's an old girl yeah how old is she 16 wow dude yeah that's a lifetime man yeah yeah well i hope you do take time god off for that, that cat. <laughs> yeah what's that so god bless that cat god bless that cat <laughs> that cat is one of the meanest cats i've ever seen <laughs> Yeah, I she's just my little protector, you know. Yeah, she saw me. She saw she saw me through my darkest days. I bet, yeah, yeah. I bet she did. Yeah. yeah, I went over to feed her one time. One time, <laughs> only once, Darcy. Only once, because I was there and I'm like talking to her. She's hissing at me. And I'm like, "Do you want to eat?" And she's like, <sighs> "Apparently, you don't want to eat. But I better feed you." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The whole process like, is a bit difficult now because now she has to take meds twice a day. Oh, does she? <laughs> so now we have to get someone to come in like twice a day and like like give her meds. Yeah. What kind of meds is she taking? Uh, she has like a thyroid, thyroid problems. So she has oh. to take thyroid meds. Yeah. And then I didn't know this about cats. I've had cats all my life. I had no idea. But like they're all cats basically get kidney disease. Oh, okay. Um, so she's got like kidney disease. So I got to give her like special meds for that. Yeah. Um, I will I'll apologize to Richard on this for his experience on trying to give her her, her meds. <laughs> did he have a hard time? He had a hard time. Yeah. I felt really bad. Well, because she, she caught him. Did she? Yeah, yeah. She got him good. Luckily, he's used to cats, though. Yeah, he loves cats. Yeah. So he, he probably was like, oh, that really sucked. But it was really nice to see the cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did he cry a little bit? No. No. But no. he was very upset. Yeah. Because she like, yeah. Well, it's, it, it's weird because you feel like you did something wrong, right? Especially when it's someone else's cat. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, what did I do to make you do that? She's a psycho. She That's what I... Mad. But he's the only person I trust that would be able to take her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He's the only person I would trust to like actually pick her up and do it. Mm-hmm. And give her the meds and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But that didn't work out. <laughs> but I mean, you know I'm what? I'm sorry, Richard. Yeah, no doubt. Richard? <laughs> I'm going on record. <laughs> <laughs> You're a cat lover, and that's what you got. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah, now that we've chatted about cats, we've chatted about you know pretty Dude, much everything else. Like, if I could finish every podcast talking about cats, yeah. you have no idea how happy I. I be. mean, that's really why I'm on like social media so yeah. much because like cat videos, right? <laughs> Dude, you can see so many wonderful cat videos. That's right. That's right. And all those cute cats on there. They're so funny. Those oh little my god. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love the um the Russian blues. Those cats are just gorgeous, eh? They're like so fluffy and thick and man, they're so beautiful. Yeah. I think they're blues. I think I, I'm not too sure, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They might be grays. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but now no now I'm thinking of pills. And I just take pills. <laughs> you got any grays? You got any blues? <laughs> 
<laughs> now we're totally not talking about cats. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And that's a good time to stop. Yeah. <laughs> Trotsky, thank you so much. Man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me Dude, again. Dude, appreciate I'm looking it. forward. Thank you. you. Go ahead. Say it again. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, um, I'm looking forward to your wedding. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to the speech I'm going to give. And yeah. it's going to be probably the best speech at any wedding ever. If you're allowed to come, like, you yeah. know, like we'll see what the restrictions play out. But yeah. I like you're on the 50 list, not the 15 list. I'm on the 50, not 15. Yeah. Yeah, but that's good. It yeah. should be It should be other people for the 50. There's, yeah, there's multiple lists. Dude, don't worry. That shit's not going to offend you. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whenever I'm not invited to something, I'm always like, man, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks a lot, man. Cool, man. <laughs>